Hello and welcome to the Sparkle Hour, a fun and feisty podcast for empowered women and woke menfolk. Join us as we pull back the veil to reveal how we are taking control of our life stories and creating a movement of positive change. I'm Michelle Lewis. And I'm Nicole Lewis-Kieber. And if you're ready to feel, laugh, and heal, this podcast is for you. Oh my goodness. Nicole, I am so excited. I know, me too. I'm I'm fangirling a little bit. Me too. I have like crazy fangirl energy happening right now because we have an amazing special guest today and I can't wait to share her with our audience. I know. (laughs) Okay, you guys, we won't keep you in suspense any longer. Today, we are welcoming Tanya Markle, aka Thug Unicorn. And um, let me just read a little teeny snippet from her bio, which is Tanya is a creative midwife, an unedited storyteller, and a self-help poet. She is the creator of thugunicorn.com, theurbanhowl.com, and co-creator of truenorthsisters.com. We're going to learn about all of those today. It's super exciting. Now, her latest project, The She Book, is now available for purchase, and it's already in the top 20 of the Amazon bestsellers list. So... Holy shit. <laughs> Welcome, Tanya. Yay. Yay. Oh my gosh. The two of you just made me so nervous. Like my heart is beating. <laughs> I love it. Thank you so much for inviting me into your space. And I'm just really excited to chat with both of you. And I love all your love and I'm sending it right back to you. Thank you. This is so good. And you guys, Tanya is calling in today. So if it sounds a little bit different, it's because she's calling in um, on the phone. And she's also in Copenhagen, Denmark right now. So we're just all over the map today. Literally. Yes, all the way across the Atlantic. (laughs) Tanya, will you please share with our listeners a little bit more about you and your work as a creative writer? Like, how did you get to this place in your career? And like, how did your thug unicorn persona develop? Because I'm most obsessed with that. Oh, my gosh. This is like the story of my life. (laughs) (laughs) I guess I've been, you know, how did I become a writer to make a long story short? I mean, I started writing when I was around six years old. I mean, I started writing before that, but I didn't know how to form words. So I would just like scribble lines on paper Mm. and I would call it poetry. And then I just naturally, it was like a natural thing for me just to just write stories from a really young age. And it wasn't something I really like thought about, you know, as like a creative expression or anything that was like therapeutic, it was just something that came really natural for me and something that I really enjoyed doing. So, you know, it arrived at a young age, like the, the knowing that my kind of tool to express myself through writing was there. And then I kind of stopped writing and creating poetry, probably when I was around, I would say eight years old. And that was when, you know, a tremendous, a tremendous loss like came into my life. And mm-hmm that kind of spiraled into becoming more conscious to kind of the way that I was being raised and the way like the family that I was being brought up in, which was, you know, I was raised with a bunch of really hurt people, you know, and, Mm. and hurt people, hurt people. And there was a lot of addiction. There was abandonment. Like my mother and father had me when they were 15 years old. So 
you know, as an unwanted child, I was raised by my grandparents who both passed away. The, the first one passed away when I was eight. And so it's just really like a lot of emotional trauma happening even before I turned, you know, double digits. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I completely stopped writing. I completely stopped writing. And I, and I couldn't say this back then, but I understand it, you know, now after, you know, years of therapy and working on myself that I had to stop writing at that point because in order to survive, you know, the the emotional pain that I was going through, I had to harden myself. You know, I had to not allow myself to feel my emotions because it wasn't like I wasn't in a safe environment to express myself. It wasn't like I wasn't living in a family that invited you know, expression. We didn't talk about our feelings. We didn't talk about (laughs) what was going on, why people were hurting, why there was so much addiction. So I stopped writing for a really long time. And that was just like a survival instinct, you know, to become hard. And, you know, later on in life and in my early 20s, well, I wrote through my teenage years. And those were mostly like, you know, diaries and journals of crazy self-hatred and like, You know, like crazy, like teenage angst and like just trying to figure my shit out, you know, and and really my journal pages were like my best friends, my mother, like they just listened to me and I could express myself without being judged, you know. And then like in my early 20s, I started to wake up in a different way and I burned all my my journals. And and to this day, I'm like, maybe I wish I didn't, you know, I wish I would have saved some of those because it would have been, you know, kind of cool to reference back and also to share what I had written, but I had to, it was like a catharsis and I had to, it was so like, so full of like toxic energy and poisonous energy. Mm. And it really wasn't me anymore. And like, I had to burn it all to ashes to, you know, be reborn. Mm. And so it was really like one of the biggest like re like rebirths that I had was in my early twenties. And then I started writing again. I started writing and slowly and I worked for like, I went somehow made it into college. I don't still don't know, understand how, but somehow I made it into college. That sounds and familiar. Right. It's so crazy. Like I really don't know how I got there. It's, it was like completely guidance by angels. I swear. So I got into college and like, I wanted to study fine arts and I was completely like my counselor there was like, no, you shouldn't study this. You know, you're not going to make any money. You're not going to have a future. And like, I didn't know any better. You know, I didn't have like growing up, I didn't have the support or the guidance or anyone telling me like, this is the path you should take. You know, mm-hmm. this is, this is your potential. So I didn't know this about myself. So I was like, okay, you're probably right. And so then I, I went and I studied journalistic writing and I became like my school reporter. And, but instead of writing about myself, which is also very creative of my mind to trick me, right. <laughs> to not go in within, I started writing about other people. You know, I wrote tons of stories about other people. So mm-hmm. after that, the timeline continues <laughs> and I started writing, I actually met a teacher and I was in this like huge crossroads of my life. It was, it was like 2000, late 2008. And I was like, what the F am I doing? <laughs> I'm so depressed. Like, who am I? I'm living this life. I feel like a shell. I feel like a puppet, you know, like who is this person? And, yeah. and like, what am I doing? I've always felt something else. Like there's something else there within me. There's always something else that it wanted to be tapped into, but I didn't know how to get there. And I didn't know what it was. And I, 
I just happened to make it to this workshop, this beautiful woman. And we were the only ones there. I came early and she had asked me, you know, what are you doing with your life? And I was like, Oh my God, you know, I was like, are you sure you want to, you want to get this low down sister? And so I just kind of like, you know, gave her the tidbits and she's like, why don't you start writing for an online magazine? And I was like, duh, you know, like, duh, like, duh. And so she kind of shifted me back into, you know, that place that I knew that felt like home, that felt like me. And in 2009, I started to find myself again through writing. So the last part of your question, like how Sud Unicorn was born was, and this is also, I feel like another like huge burning down of myself and then like an entire, you know, rebuilding. I was working for an online magazine and I created something with a co-creator that was you know, extraordinary. And we got very close. And in in many ways, I feel like we were twin flames, you know, Mm -hmm. reflecting each other, this beautiful, brilliant light, but also this, you know, hidden darkness that we couldn't see, but we could see it within each other. Mm -hmm. And it ended up in a terrible breakup. It was Mm -hmm. like a terrible heartache, a terrible breakup, Mm -hmm. just so messy and I wish it, I still to this day, I wish it could have gone differently, you know, but it's just, it's one of those things I feel like we'll, our energies will find each other maybe in another life. You know, we have so much unfinished business, Mm -hmm. but it was such a, like, I don't want to say a betrayal because I don't look at it like that anymore. Like I'm, I'm not a victim of that situation because it is what put the fire under my ass like it completely burned me down to the ground Mm -hmm. and in that moment like in those I was so low and I felt so abandoned you know and I was like who the hell am I now you know and I knew then I had to learn how to stand on my own you know to Mm -hmm. see I really needed to find my own creative expression because I have so much you know I have this rich rich story and that is you know after that you know horrible breakup I became Thug Unicorn fuck yeah (laughs) and and I yeah exactly fuck (laughs) yeah man like thank you like instead of like the biggest fuck you in the world you know to this situation that I have it is like a pure thank you thank Mm -hmm. you and love you like love you I fucking love you (laughs) yeah yeah Oh my goodness. I'm sitting here with just chills head to toe. I'm so just tingling listening to your story and (laughs) nodding in agreement and nodding in acknowledgement and understanding and just, oh my God, just sending you so much love right now. Like what an incredible being you are and how, how amazing that you have taken, have taken, you know, just things that could have burned anybody else to the ground and never risen again you've instead been able to look inside yourself and see the strength and the beauty and all of that. And, you know, have, have found the courage to use your voice and share it with a, share it with a world that needs it so desperately. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Aww, thanks. I mean, it hasn't been easy. You know, it has mm-hmm. not been no way an easy path at all, like at all, you know, mm-hmm. and what I share are, you know, the tiny glimpses, of light you know I always call it like a speckled light 
because it is a constant path of shadow. You know, you have to walk the path of shadow in order to find the light. And and it's been so hard. Like I have beat the crap out of myself. You know, mm-hmm. I have tried to numb myself with you know, food and alcohol and drugs and just toxic people, like chasing, chasing toxic people just to push myself down Mm -hmm. because I didn't feel, you know, worthy enough of even looking inside or peeking inside to figure out, you know, who I was. So it has been, it has been a really, I would say, slow awakening for me. You know, it has been a slow process. You know, it wasn't something that happened overnight in any way. And like, I'm still figuring myself out. You know what I mean? Like, I I swear I'm going to be like 107 years old and I'm going (laughs) to be like dyeing my hair pink and being like, this is my authentic nature. Like, this is who I am right now. But it, it has been a hard process and it's been, you know, just finding the courage to say yes to what is really nourishing for me and giving my pains an expression, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh, Nicole, I, I can't, I don't even have words. I'm just, I'm a puddle over here. It's so good. It's right. so good. Yeah. And I'm like, if you could see me, I'm stunned <laughs> and not in the best, in the best of ways, because that is so much of what we and our podcast is about is showing people that, you know, everyone gets to see the unicorn on Instagram and the book and us. And it's so easy to jump to that, that point of where we are right now and to gloss over the shadowy, mm-hmm. you know, path that we took here. And the more we can speak to it and the more we can honor it and normalize it for people to say, yeah, I mean, it fucking sucked, but yet still, we still are sparkling some shit out. Right. And yeah. that that's okay. And give people that space and, and you do that. And so I love that you said it's been slow, but yet you're still here and you're still saying yes to the next thing, which is all we can really, all we can really do. Right. Definitely. I mean, I have come to this conclusion. This was like just a week ago. <laughs> this was like last Wednesday or something. And I was like, <laughs> you know, there's this thing called happiness, you know, and I love being, every, everybody loves to be happy. You know, we, we want to be happy. We want that state of like bliss. We want to be blissed out, blessed up, you know, happiness. Mm-hmm. And I want that state as well. You know, but, you know, the thing about striving to be constantly happy is like mm-hmm. kind of forcing yourself to always feel okay, mm-hmm. you know, and in, in a way, and it's kind of saying it's not okay to have this like beautiful other spectrum of what it means to be human, which mm-hmm. means to be depressed, you know, to have anxiety, to have fear, you know, to feel anxious, to have self-doubt. It's like we shame all of the shadow sides of ourselves for this thing called happiness, you know? And I realized last week, I was like, you know, fuck happiness. <laughs> By the way, I hope it's okay that I'm... Oh, yeah. Yes, absolutely. All right. We're a I was like, you know, Awesome. Okay. I love it. I love it. You know, I was just kind of like, you know, fuck happiness, like fuck happiness. It's not sustainable. It's going to go away. Like it can come for a few and then it's going to, it's going to peace out again. And I was like, I want some, I want a state of being that is a home 
for all of me. I want to be a Mm. home for all of my emotions. And that includes the messiness, the shittiness, the bitch, the asshole, you know, the egoic person in me, but also the kind, compassionate, creative artist. And I was like, how the hell do I do that? And then I was like, oh, wow. Okay, what if I just, instead of like, you know, you hear people, I choose to be happy. I'm going to choose to be happy. I'm going to choose to be empowered. Mm. I'm going to choose to be empowered by my shadow. I'm going to choose to be empowered by the shitty mood I wake up to in the morning. I'm going to choose to be empowered by the guy, you know, who cuts me off in traffic, right? Because being empowered is a sustainable state. And it builds you up. It's not something that you're going to eventually crash and then start to look for, you know, something else. That is so powerful. I love that because we have so much more of that, right? So if we can be empowered by all the shitty little things that happen or waking up in that bad mood, which is probably like 98% of my life. If I could be empowered by that rather than, than be shamed by it or judge it against some kind of happiness meter, you know, that is absolute bullshit. Because what does happy mean anyway? Because it's absolutely distorted um, picture from external, you know, it's all external. So how do you measure that anyway? So I love that. That's so awesome. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Oh my God. Yes, absolutely. And it, I, I wanted to, if I can, is it weird for you to hear your words said back to you? No, not okay. at all. Good. Cause I want to read some of your shit for people. It's too good uh, to keep oh to my myself. So you guys, I, I discovered Tanya on Instagram, probably about a year ago. I saw somebody had did a repost of one of, one of your things. And I was like, what did I just <laughs> read? Like, it was ridiculous, like how electrified my whole everything was. I was like, what the hell? So of course I was like, I, you know, dug a little deeper and started reading everything that you were posting. And I'm like, oh my goodness. And then I was like, Nicole, you have got to see this woman. She is amazing. The the way that she writes and just shares like so raw, like so just perfectly beautifully raw. Like it's <laughs> All right. I um, want to say it's like a, it's a it's a raw mistake moment where like the, the, <laughs> raw, <laughs> yes. the raw gritty bits of you. I acknowledge the raw gritty bits of me. <laughs> oh yes. So good. Yes. That's so good. All right. So, here, Michelle. All right. So here's one from Eat My Stardust. Okay. <laughs> So fucking great. Because sometimes to survive 21 years, 31 years, 41 years, 51 years, you've got to find the courage to lay your heart down and dance wildly around it with all you've got without a care in the world and know that the warm blood in your body, the sweat on your skin and the tears in your eyes is the journey of the feeling, the healing and revealing. I can't like, it's just so good. Oh my God. And then I have another half to share because I mean, I don't even know which ones to pick. They're just, everyone is so good, but all right. I would this, never know which one to pick because they're all good. They're too good. Oh my God. That's so cool. I'm, I just, you read that so beautifully by the way. And thank you. It's so beautiful. And I'm just smiling so big right now. I'm sure you can feel it. I can. <laughs> all right. Here's another one. Oh my gracious. Okay. Sometimes you have to wake the fuck up and kick certain people, places, and things right out of your fairy tale. And that's perfect for everyone as all will be reborn and rewritten. Amen. Mm -hmm. And that one 
That's in the she book, isn't it? I'm so excited. That one is not in the she book, but the one before it is. Okay. Yeah, the one before oh it. I don't think it is, actually. It might be. <laughs> it might be. My mind is so, it's like a bunch of marshmallows. You know, mm-hmm. after I hit the publish button, I was like, oh, no, blah, blah, blah. Like nothing is computing for, <laughs> I need to like reset for at least a week or two, I think. <laughs> oh, for sure. Tell us a little bit more about that, that process of uh, putting together the she book and, and what that's been like for you now that you've had, uh, you know, a minute to breathe after it. Ooh. It is. It's almost, you know, surreal. Kind of the way that I do things is it's pretty intuitive. Like I don't have a systematic approach to what I'm going to create or offer. It's more of a listening to what's really clear in my heart, like what's being, you know, transmitted, what is, what is coming through. And that's how Eat My Stardust was birthed. You know, I was sitting one night (laughs) and just having a soulful connection with, you know, life and myself. And I, I wrote the sales page and I was like, okay, let's do this. You know, it just flowed and it felt sewn together in a really authentic way. It felt like me and, and it felt like something I wanted to, you know, invite others to come and, and, and experience for themselves. And the she book was similar. I had been, you know, writing, um, you know, these poetry and prose and, and different texts for about two years. And, and some come with, you know, my sailor cussing flair, which is <laughs> the thug unicorn in me, you know. And then as I, you know, awoke to thug unicorn, it was like I started to realize that it's like the thug, the allowing the voice of thug unicorn to come through showed me that I was also this awakening woman. You know, I was this awakening, empowered woman. And I, I actually liked what I found. You know, I was like, I actually, you know, I like myself and I, I like the way I express and I like the way that I create. And it was really like, like befriending myself, mm-hmm. you know, and learning to just see this whole experience in this human body in a different way. And my inner stories changed and how I treat myself has completely changed. And I wasn't sure about the title. You know, I had this idea and I knew I wanted to put a book out there. I knew that like, geez, like, you know, two and a half years ago, I just wasn't sure exactly what the guts of it were going to be. You know, it was either going to be through the vessel of Sag Unicorn, and that will come next year, by the way. Yay. 2018 will be a pure Sag Unicorn compilation, and it's going to be kick-ass. But mm-hmm. this one, I felt, had to be, the first offering had to be the more, you know, tender fire. Like, the flames that awoken me as, as a woman, as being okay with being a girl with these stories of pain, these stories of trauma, you know, this girl who's quirky and a little weird, you know, kind of odd. <laughs> and, you know, the the person that I think sometimes people see me, I'm like five foot three, by the way, I'm like a <laughs> tiny little thing. And like, people will see me on the outside. And they're like, Oh, you're like a little fairy. You know, <laughs> you're so sweet. And I'm, I'm, I'm actually, I'm actually am those things, but I'm mostly not those things. <laughs> you know, I have like fangs and claws. And I swear and like, you can, I, you know, you know, breathe fire sometimes and I'm not in that box. 
you know, mm-hmm. and I don't know, the she book is really like, is, is really me sharing how I have become empowered by the stories of my pain, you know, how I am stepping out of the shame of emotional trauma and just allowing myself to be an authentic woman who is an expression of myself. And I'm not afraid to say things about the fairies. I'm not afraid to say that I go out and talk to trees. I'm not afraid to use the word fucking unicorn. You know what I mean? Like, it's okay with me if you don't speak my language, right? And it's okay if I don't speak your language. There's a place for all of it. There's a place for all of us, you know? And I feel like, you know, one of the biggest healing experiences within the past um, 10 years of my life has been with women, you know, has been sitting with other women and other women like women's circles and doing retreats with women has been pouring my guts out to the hearts and the ears and the healing powers of other women. And that has completely changed, you know, my life because it was something that I didn't have growing up. You know, I didn't have a mother growing up and I didn't have a mother figure, you know, and it was really hard to understand like what it meant to be, what it really meant to be a woman, you know, what it really meant to have a feminine expression. And so this book is, of course, has, you know, the fire and the flames because that is a part of me, mm-hmm. but it also is, you know, it's the healing, it's the feeling, it's the revealing, you know, it's the dance, it's the sweat, it's the fire of, of awakening. Oh my God. <laughs> I just want to reach out and hug you right now. Like sending you a huge virtual hug, if that's okay, because I see you and I hear you and I am so grateful for your being on this planet and for your expression and for your just incredible bravery of sharing your healing process in just such a beautiful, authentic, kick-ass way. It's huge. Mm. It's huge. It is huge. <laughs> what are Thank some of the so ways? Much. Yeah. So, what are some of the ways besides? Because I I'm newer to you than Michelle because I really ignored Instagram for a very long time. <laughs> I did too. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, it's my, my inner old woman was like, this is stupid. Why are people on here? <laughs> but I'm on there now, thankfully. So when you're, you are so uh, entrenched and invested in this healing work, not only within yourself, but in really, you know, shining a light on a different way of doing it for people who need that. And so what, uh, what else are you doing within your life and business? I know that you write, do you have Do you do healing circles? Do you do retreats yourself? Where do you create community around this as a kind of a self-help poet? (laughs) Yes. Yeah. I mean, I'm trying to put myself out there, you know, as much as I can Mm -hmm. on social media. And, you know, I had my first real experiment with creating, you know, a community with Eat My Stardust. Mm -hmm. So that was an online course that we did in... September of this year. And that was about, you know, unshaming pain and holding a place, holding a safe and sacred space for others to share their story, to dive into shadow. And I mean, I think that was an amazing turnout. Um, We Mm -hmm. had, you know, almost 200 people online in that experience. And 
I learned so much about myself. I learned like that community is so they're everything. They're everything. And they, I, it was like, they also helped me birth the she book. I had mm-hmm. had this intuitive, like lightning bolt come in when I was creating the, you know, the welcome email. I was like, why don't you put together a freebie, like just seven of your, you know, your empower, like empowered women poems. And I did, and it got the best feedback. Mm. You know, it was the most beautiful feedback and it was exactly the mirror, the the reflection that I needed to like, yeah, let's, let's sew this book together. You know, <laughs> like this is, the, this is definitely something I want to put out there. So I'm doing that and I'll, I'll offer another, just a 30 day writing course in February for Eat My Stardust. The past was like a 21 day, like deep dive, super deep dive intensive. And this will be a little bit of a lighter version. So we'll just do writing and poetry. So I've started the whole online thing. And here in Copenhagen, I've also started like a women's circle. And I've done that with a friend. And we've called that True North Sisters. And we meet like once a month, just about once a month. And we basically, you know, sit in the dark, (laughs) you know, after sunset, and we light some candles, and we basically open our hearts up, you know, we allow ourselves to get super vulnerable. And we allow each other to, you know, witness whatever the hardship or the, you know, trauma or the pain or, you know, whatever, it is that we are currently trying to face within ourselves in order to, you know, feel, heal, reveal. I love those three things, by the way. Mm-hmm. Um, but mm-hmm. just to, you know, get get a reflection of ourselves to be able to move from a different point of view. So that's pretty cool. And also, you know, putting books out there, just trying to gather and and share as much as I can. I love that idea of the women's circle in mm-hmm. that I really truly feel and believe that we need to heal our sisters to be able to make that change that needs to happen last that you know amongst what's going on right now. So I really feel like that we need to heal each other and those women's circles are a part of that. And I think anyone can do that. You know, you don't have to that's something anyone who's listening right now could go do, you know, mm-hmm. create a space get vulnerable, support each other without judgment and actually truly be there for each other. Exactly. I mean, I feel sometimes, you know, we get a little a little lost and you know, I'm I'm not a therapist. You know, I'm not a doctor, obviously. I'm I'm a creative, I'm an artist, I'm a poet and that's how I show up to the table. And I think sometimes we are disempowered to not show up because we don't have a certain certification or degree. And we kind of forget what comes natural to us, you know, and if holding space is something natural for you, then you can do it. You know, it doesn't require a lot of studying Or, you know, you'll get better with practice, you'll become more intuitive, the more you hold these circles. But if you have a natural ability to hold space to gather people, then by all means, you know, go for it, go for it. Yes, yes, yes. Capital letters. Yes. Many exclamation points. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, so good. Tanya, we are just, we're so excited to have you. And is there anything else that you're very passionate about right now that you 
want to share with our audience. I know we're going to be wrapping up here in just a few minutes, though we'd love to talk to you forever and hopefully you can come back. But yeah, is there anything specific that you wanted to share as we're closing today? Yes. I mean, I guess I will say, you know, come and visit me online. I'm on Facebook and Instagram. And um, if you hear the call, if you are curious, check out my book. It's on Amazon. It's on like all the Amazons that are possible in the world. (laughs) 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 And it just launched um, on Kindle yesterday as well. So there's also if you get the soft cover, if you get the real thing, you can get the Kindle version for like a dollar ninety nine. So it's like a bonus. Yeah. <laughs> like a little bonus. <laughs> yes. Mm-hmm. And I just wanna say also to both of you, Michelle and Nicole, like once again, you have made me feel so comfortable. You know, you really have a grounded, loving energy. And thank you for making me feel safe and allowing me to open up and share in this way. Oh, it's been a complete honor for us. Totally. Yes. And we have one more question for you that we ask everyone. (laughs) Oh, yay. Um, What does it mean to you to sparkle that shit out? How do you sparkle that shit out? That's one of our phrases. When in doubt, sparkle that shit out. (laughs) When in doubt, sparkle that shit out. (laughs) Yes. That is so great. You know, it comes back, I think, to being empowered, like choosing to be empowered by your shit. Be empowered by your shit and that will turn it all into sparkle. Be empowered. Be yourself. You know, follow the voice of your soul and... You know, life is life is full of fuck ups. It's full of messiness. It's full of shit. It's full of hurting people. And like all we can do is like clean up our inner home and really inhabit our inner space and allow the voice of our heart to shine through. And yeah, be empowered by your shit. Be empowered by your shit. And it like immediately transforms. It's like you become the alchemist and you turn your shit into sparkle. Be empowered. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, that's Love that. so, so great. You guys, this has been such a treat for us. And I hate that we're even ending this interview right now. Um, but hopefully, hopefully, hopefully we can have you back sometime. And you know what? If actually not if, but when I'm in Copenhagen, I'm totally going to hit you up and say, hey, can I join your circle for a minute? Please do. Please do. Oh, you guys, please check out Tanya all over Instagram and Facebook. Go out and get her book, The She Book. Um, You can order it on Amazon and we'll have links to everything in our show notes. And of course, if you have any questions, do reach out to us either on our Facebook page, The Sparkle Hour, or join us on our website. You can contact us there, www.thesparklehour.com. And if you're on our Facebook page, be sure to join our special secret group. It's not even a secret. It's just a fun little group called When in Doubt, Sparkle That Shit Out. And it's fun and we have cool things going on in there. So today we are super stoked and we're so grateful, Tanya, for your time today. Oh my God, so good. (laughs) (laughs) So good. So good. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Deeply resonant. We're so very thankful to have you and for you to be just exactly who you are. Yeah. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Blessings and love and peace to both of you and everyone out there. Thank you so much. Thank Thank you. you. Bye, y'all. Bye. Bye. (laughs) Thank you for listening to the Sparkle Hour. 
Today's episode was brought to you by Nicole Lewis Keeper Coaching and the Blessings Butterfly. To learn more about the topics discussed today, please visit our website at www.thesparklehour.com. And remember, when in doubt, sparkle that shit out. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, please.